turn the headphones way up. Log Talk Radio. Just be screwed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And we may be in the middle of technical difficulties here, and we have no way to know. So that will be fun. <laughs> It'd be uh, interesting if someone could uh, get in the chat room and let us know if you can actually hear us. Because now we have uh, had some emails, and various people have told us through various methods that the sound was very hollow and tinny and a little weird for the last few weeks. And so actually I, I checked on that, and, and it is. It wasn't really bad, but it, it sounded like we were in a tunnel. It was like, really it weird. was it was your standard kind of microphone strange complaint where you sound like you're in a tunnel. And so I spent the last really long time fixing that and now it, it doesn't work so good for us to hear ourselves. <laughs> so, so we've got that going. I'm yeah. gonna see if maybe I can hear something in a second, but we'll assume we can go and Yeah, I think I think we just, uh, for right now, can't hear ourselves very well. And I don't know why, because it's, nothing should affect what it's telling our headphones. Right. And all of the things that I tried to change and adjust and called into Skype and made recordings and things like that, I, I don't know, by the end, then, it worked and sounded pretty good. So, and somehow, how that means that it doesn't work in our headphones, I, I have no idea. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. So, I, you know, I don't know. For all I know, this would be the dead air episode. And that, then, would <laughs> that would be fun. We should, we should be uh, separately recording this just in case, and then that would we be just good. play it back. As well, and this show. is in an effort to try to make sure the show's better for that everybody, too. Like, right. We want to take calls again. We want to hear ourselves, although we can do that anytime. But really, it's, it's an effort to try to upgrade stuff, not just we're bored and sitting around and... We think, right. oh, let's try this. Let's right. just screw with these cables. Like, it's and not bad at all. So. Taking calls, I don't even know what's going to happen with that, really. We may have to, like, switch back to the other computer Maybe. or something, which, <laughs> which is really great. I'll have a computer for no reason other than to do the show. I'll hang <laughs> on to that. Yeah. That'll be cool. Uh, anyway, this week is uh, the Monuments Men and uh, Lego Week. Although we did not see the Lego, Lego movie, but the, is the, huge. the Lego movie is going berserk. I don't know if we're going to. I think it's just hilarious. I think it's great. I don't know if we're going to have a chance to do it, but if we do, I'm looking forward to it. Right. I mean, I'll see it anyway, but I don't know well, if we'll right, cover it for right. the show. But man, that's enormous. Yeah, I'm sure that I'll see it in the next couple of days or something, and we can at least kind of review it or do yeah. half and half next yeah. week or who knows what. But it's taking over the world. I yeah. mean, it is. And yet, at the same time, it's it's not yeah. it's not that popular. Right. But it's uh, really doing well at the box office, and uh, everybody seems to love it. Which it's weird that uh, you know that movie comes out at the same time as the Monuments Men, right? Right. Critics and fans alike <laughs> love the Lego Movie like no other. Yeah. Right? And you know you have to wonder: <laughs> is that just because it's Legos and you're not going to say anything bad about it, or is it actually that good? It, yeah. The Monuments Man comes out and uh, no one cares. Yeah. And the critics are the story of the split, week. Split really, kind of. They're not. Yeah. 
tearing it apart that bad. But they're not following mostly either. But if you know you get things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and try to get the pulse in general, right? And everyone's just kind of yawning at it, and no one cares, right? There you go. Well, one of the interesting things, too, is, you know, it, it seems like Monuments Men is just like a footnote to the weekend, not because of how good the Lego movie did, but because it pushed all these other films out. Right. You know, it's like they were doing great until Lego came, and right. now, get out of the way. So. Although, finally, something is uh, better than Ride Along, so <laughs> <laughs> that's something anyway. But, uh, yeah, so Monuments Men, and not only that, we've also got the Olympics, and... <laughs> And <laughs> out there's awesome checking of technical stuff. And you know the Olympics is uh, out, and everyone's watching that and not paying attention to movies. And still, uh, Lego Movie is still crushing. And it'll be interesting to see like what happens next week if uh, if the box office does anything with whether or not you know the Olympics play a role in our people going to see movies. And this was a positive test. We are. We're, we're good. Okay. We and uh, speaking of the Olympics, because I just have to throw out something about the Olympics, even though I know that there are people at this point just chomping at the bit for our Monuments Men rating, because we're supposed right, to, we're supposed to do that first. But so uh, big things in the Olympics, and uh, the U.S. won the gold in both the men's and the women's uh, snowboard slope style. Yeah. And I gotta say, and I, I I watched a little bit of like figure skating here and there. Yeah. And you know the weirdest thing now, there's all kinds of stuff people are talking about with these Olympics. Obviously, yeah. there's a million different ways that people are complaining about it, talking about it, <laughs> right? Uh, just putting up internet pissiness, basically, yeah. in in a million different ways. And you know the thing that that has <laughs> thrown me for the weirdest loop. It so far is yeah. that no one, and now we get to watch it on both NBC and uh, the Canadian uh, channel, right? The CBC, CBC yeah. we get that because we're super cool, right? And no one will talk about the judges of anything, right? Which is just weird. That's like an Olympic thing. Right. You're supposed to go, you're supposed to have a whole bunch of what is that right. judge and that, right. you know. Nope. And now here's the reason that it stands out for me. If you were watching the uh, slope style, both the men's and the women's, right? Yeah. The Slovakian judge is using a random number generator. Really? I swear to God. It is the weirdest <laughs> thing. I don't think I saw one single run of one single person, yeah. either men's or women's, where the Slovakian judge was not the canceled out, one of the two canceled out right. numbers. We they were They were either... Super low, super, super high, high right. whatever it was, right. they were they were like <laughs> I don't know if they're just drinking or right. or what it is, but Slovakian way. every single right. time they were the one That's canceled. Funny. They were one of the ones canceled out. We break right. news here. We don't just give you reviews. That's right. This might not be reported yet because the Olympic Games just started. But uh, you you've seen an awful lot more than I have so far. I just. But I, I can't believe that no one is, will say anything about it because there were a couple of things, especially in the uh, slope style, because it's kind of it, it, it's first, but it's kind of a big deal and yeah. it's the new thing or yeah. whatever. And it, watching both on the Canadian network and NBC, there were some runs where all of a sudden there were very strange scores. Yeah. 
And the broadcasters, it was funny because one of the Canadian uh, men who uh, basically went into things favored to win, right? And uh, I don't remember his name, but uh, he all this he pulled pulls off a pretty decent run, and then and the you know the announcers are going, oh well, okay, finally he gives us something, you know, he wasn't doing real well the whole yeah. time. And and then his score comes up and he's like, you know, fifth or something. And they just go. <laughs> right. So um then this other thing happened. And, and like they just won't talk <laughs> about it. Like yeah. there's a special rule or well, something it's, it's that like you're off old, the air if you say anything you've about seen the these old jokes of uh you know, back when the the red curtain was still up and it was, you know, us versus them. And there were people behind them with That's guns. right, there's a guy sure you read the there's form. a guy right there. The only thing I saw so far, real quick, was it was amazing. I saw the the luge guy fall off his sled and get back on it while still falling and recorrect himself and finish like in a really good time. It was still like a minute six. I mean, I think he probably would have done like I have no idea. Fifty. I they have these sleds. They go down. The I know it's a luge. Shoots. Okay. Well, they go down the ice shoots and he went around one and he just came off it. Like I mean, I would expect him to anyway because it's these moving like why 90. do they all not right? He came off it and he just kind of went limp and then he felt the sled on his back and he just kind of popped and he, up and he pulled himself back and he popped on up. It. He just popped up and he landed right that. that. It was it was I great. I didn't get to that yet. It was great. Anyway, good luck. Uh, I just think it's bizarre that they're not talking about the judges because they always do. You know, I remember uh, they always do. They don't. All, well, they're not always bad, so they don't no. always because someone would all the judges would always have to be bad right. for them to always do it. But, but when they are bad, they do. That's like a a thing when they're, you have commentators weird scores. Because you, yeah, you often have a commentator for the network who was an Olympian or right, at right. least could have been. They were just under it, and they know what they're talking about, and they're there to do the color commentary, and they will say that should never have gotten a five. Right. That exactly. judge is crazy. Right. You know, they, so. Right. That's not but there were, uh, there were a couple uh, runs in the men's version. Yeah. I don't think so much in the women's that I mm. noticed anything about. But there were a couple in the men's where people got a lot lower scores oh, than the commentators thought they should have, clearly, because right. they were talking about it before right. they, the scores came up. And they were talking about what a great run it was, or this or that, and then the yeah. next thing you know, they have, you know, their wow. eighth. <laughs> and, the, and they say nothing. Yeah. And it was it was really weird. Anyway, uh, so the Monuments Men, and uh, by the way, we should, I just want to say thanks for tuning in, and uh, at least we now know, Bearing with us now know that we're being right. heard and everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a trickier thing to do than it seems like it is. It yeah. ought to be so easy. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get it. Uh, the Monuments Men, and uh, you know, it hasn't. It didn't do that great over the weekend. No, it didn't like, do terrible, but it, no. did, it didn't do that great. And I it, think you could say this underperformed, even even yeah. with a Lego Movie coming out. You've right. got a star-filled cast with. And you know, I'm not sure why, because seriously, if you like any actor, mm-hmm. he's probably in this movie. In this movie right? <laughs> the only guy I was thinking this because when we were maybe watching, maybe you, you have to, you might have to be a little older to really appreciate maybe. everyone who's in it. I, I was pretty surprised I didn't see Alan Arkin. He's the only guy who, who was he supposed to be in it. I'm not right. saying he was supposed to be in the film, but this is a film he should have been in. Right. And he just wasn't there. But this thing's full of a bunch of people that you know, even if you don't know their names. Right. So. And, uh, and, and you just got George Clooney and Matt Damon to just alone. kick it off. Right, right. right. All by, all by yeah. themselves. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, so I guess we, we just give out our ratings. Yeah. It's, it's a weird movie for me, and not that you know I want that to become my catchphrase, that everything is a weird movie for me. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I was a little torn in this movie, too, and I'm starting to get sick of being torn by movies. Right. You want to love or hate them at this point. I, I just want to know where I am. In yeah. a movie, I just want to see a movie, and not that I haven't in the uh-huh. recent past, but it just seems like when we're do when we do the show, whatever that movie is, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm kind of torn, and and this one I am kind of in the same boat, and but it's different this week for me because it's really the first half of the movie versus the second half of the movie. Yeah, and usually it's certain parts of the movie versus other certain parts of the movie. And this movie, if the whole movie would have been like the, uh, well, actually, I guess it's, it's more, it's not quite as cut and dry as the first half and the second half. It's almost a third, but it's, there's a part where this movie gets a little weird for me and all of a sudden I really didn't like it. (laughs) And, and, and I went, what is it doing? Why is it doing this? And it was very weird. I don't know. I think that I'm kind of at like six and a half. Yeah. Out of ten. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it which sucks because that's kind of close to where the Metacritic rating is. That you know, it's like, oh, why is everyone giving it such a low rating? And, yeah. And then it turns out that that's pretty much what I'm giving it to. But I liked a lot of the movie. And I wanted yeah. to like the whole thing. You you liked you wanted the film to be more like the first half or the second half. Or even maybe the first third, the real weird center, and then the last third. Like if you want to break it up into thirds. Yeah. Like it, which did it you kind of was like, like that. Like see, I was thinking of it when I first said it just now. I was thinking more like I didn't like the first half and I liked the second half. Yeah. But I guess there is there is actually There's a small third in the middle. Ten or fifteen yeah. minutes of like the beginning that I like, yeah, and and then it's it's very strange. I mean, actually, you know, when they're first getting the guys together, yeah, I liked that part, yeah, and and then basically they kind of head out on their mission, and there was a while that I was going, what is this? I don't know, I don't know that I that I didn't like it, and I liked most of the end, you know, I mean, the, yeah, the end, yeah half or whatever it is, right. however much exactly right. it is. And I just want, you know, as the movie, it's weird for me that you're watching a movie and you're going, eh, this is like okay and whatever. And then all of a sudden it starts getting better. Yeah. That's not what we're used to, <laughs> no. right? I mean, it's like, it's, usually it's the other way around. It's actually. supposed to be, it's supposed to be good. And then all of a sudden it falls apart and they don't know how to end it and everything. Right. And, and the very, very end of the movie was a little, for me yeah yeah but it was okay but yeah that part towards the end that's the part that they knew what they were doing and it's weird because usually like when you're selling a movie you go you know you have like your opening or your Mm -hmm. your gimmick right that you go it's about this and then i don't know we'll work out what happens later right but you already gave me a bunch of money to make the movie so (laughs) right who cares because you were hooked by that right and this movie is the opposite. And this yeah. movie's going, you know how it ends, is like this. And so, right. Shazam, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, right. I don't know, how do we get to that point? Well, we'll figure something out. Because that's kind of how it really was. 
I mean, that, that's kind of how really trying to tell the story is. You know the end thing that happened is the real thing. Yeah. And then you go, now how are we going to sell people on getting there in a movie? Right. And, I don't know, it comes it, together in, in, the a, in a weird way. way. Yeah, and in a weird way, I felt like how they sold it was with the cast. They're, they're, right. they're saying, basically, we're going to put A-listers who want to work together on a film. And you give George Clooney credit. Well, okay, wait. Excuse me. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm I'm at six and a half. I'm oh. at, I'm, at, I'm at a little better. Totally I wanted I wanted to uh, I wanted to give it a seven, it, or even a seven and a half because I felt like before I saw it that was the worst it could be, and it found a way not to be bad, per se. But I was never bored, but I wasn't always interested. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I you was. Know, I was really lost at certain points where I just was going, "Well, this is sort of happening in front of me." Right, and I'm watching I don't it and feel into it. And this has, and it has like a weird thing, partially because um, Clooney is involved, and not just because of like a sense of uh, oogly, you know, fan service to him. I mean, I think he's great, and I love what he tries to do in terms of bringing back like the old Hollywood feel. Like he's this right, guy who's right. been ta- whether he wants to do it or not, he's got that tattoo on him now. Oh, and I think he does. Too, and I think because he does he's too. got a lot of things that are like like leatherheads. Yep. And uh, I mean, he's in a lot of movies where he goes, you know, what was great about movies was was when back he was then. Back Let's do like this. this. Yeah. And he and he seems to have a good track record with the four or five films that he's done before this in doing that. And yeah. he, one of the things that's really great about him, aside from his charisma, aside from his screen presence, is he never seems to be a selfish guy. He wants the project to work. Right. So he brings in all these guys like Matt Damon, Bill Murray's in this, John Goodman's in this. Like, there's a list of all these great actors around him. But they, it, the film doesn't seem to really know, both with character, theme, or tone, what it wants to do. Like, yeah. it wants to do it all. Like, there are times where it wants to be like this, uh, like this great escape comedy caper. Right. And it tries, but it never really goes far enough to get the laugh. Or to or, or when it wants to be like an action film, it kind of hints that it wants to go in that direction, but it doesn't really do anything to get there. Right. More often than not, what it wants to do is it seemingly just wants to be uh, like a political, no, not political, excuse me, a patriotic uh, like kind of heart tug. Like it wants to just be like, remember this? These these were the sacrifices. This was important, and people died for it. Right. It it wants and, it wants to get to the end. Yeah, and it and wants you it to goes, remember. However, now the weird thing is, okay, so the the semantic stuff is we saw this Friday night yeah. and no 3D. You know, I think There's 3D no. is pretty much done for the season, I hope. But none of that, and neither of us have read the book, right? You didn't know, okay. So we don't. I mean, I don't fully know what differences there are, but I know it's based on the true story, and it, they basically got a collection of guys together who were art historians or what have you, made them platoon gave him a presidential form that said, go get all the art and do what you can. Right. Like, and that's kind of like, and then hilarity ensues. And part of the story, even if it's like one of the things that you often say, which is if that was what happened, you got to change it. Right. Because where the film starts to fall for me is they land, um, you know, they land at the beach and this is where they know recently just hundreds of thousands of blood and guts and everything just happened here and it's calm now but they immediately split up. And that's when it starts to unravel because right. what they do isn't cohesive and it feels like for the rest of the movie, though it's fun to watch the actors that we really like seeing, there's no cohesion for what they're doing until they kind of get near the end. 
Right. And then they think, I think it feels more like they're forced to get together versus they just all get together. Right. They just happen to... It was to, a problem. Like, they happen weird. to... They, they come together basically because they find all, what they're looking for. And right. then they go, well, so Here we here's, here's right. where we should all be. And you know the problem for me when, uh, like I said, I like the part where they all get together. And mainly what I liked about it is that they didn't overplay it. Yeah, you know, because you could have John Goodman trying to get through an obstacle course for you know right. twenty minutes, and right. and how hilarious it is that Bill Murray and Bob Balaban, who are you know horrendously Man. old at this point, yeah, right, trying to get through basic training, yeah. and they didn't. They just right. kind of said, "Look, that happened." And right. Here's here's that. our you know kind of montage <laughs> of little moments and stuff like that. Yeah. And I thought that was great, and I liked the part of just getting them together, where you have these guys like Bill Murray is like a rich architect. Yeah. In New York, and mm-hmm. and they are all of their kind of field and of their social circles where they all know each other and everything. Yeah. And they actually get them to go, look, you want to go? And, and all of that bringing them together was cool. And then, and we also get the part where uh, George Clooney's kind of selling it to FDR, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not, not as uninteresting as I might have expected. Right. So it was, it was pretty decent. But then, like you said, they get there and then they do all of their splitting up and the problem for me, a lot of the time, during that whole section of the movie, it was interesting what they kind of got themselves into, because they're not going in any place hot, really, right, right. right? But they still have their war encounter thing. Yeah. But the thing that I didn't love about it was that it didn't need to be them. Right. They didn't actually no do reason, anything right? where the person doing it had to be an art historian the or only, had to be a famous yeah. architect who knew everything about art history. And that was just weird. One of the best scenes in the film, and, and what's frustrating for me along the well, frustrating, again, maybe not that. What was a little disappointing was along the way, there were really great moments and great scenes peppered in. Right. Just enough to keep me on the edge and be like, man, this is going to take off any second now. One for me is when, and it's the, I know what you're saying, and I agree with it. The only exception, it seems, is when Balaban and Bill Murray stumble upon the SS guy in his cabin. And only then would an art historian who is looking at the art, like he's put up stolen pieces on his walls. Oh, yeah, And Balaban yeah. looks at him right. and he sits that down was a great and he says, sure. look, this is interesting. As a farmer, you've got this. This is right. a million-dollar piece, and this is like 1950 or something. And the scene when it comes back up and Bill Murray's expression hasn't changed but he's got the gun on the table. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And if the movie had been, it doesn't have to be like, you know, like a Nick, Nick Cage historical, like action hunter, treasure hunt thing. It right. doesn't. But if it had been, the detractors would have rightly so said, this isn't the movie, that's the book. You know, you want to basically right. make it more like that. Maybe, maybe in this instance, maybe they should have peppered it just a little for thematic and cinematic stuff. Because, right. like what you're saying, I didn't think that that crew of really expert guys needed to be there except as a foil for they're not soldiers, which we get right away because they're all old right. as dirt. And th- they don't really seem to do anything until there's a moment at the end where they really need to hustle. But right. it could have been anybody. It could have been a unit. Yeah, you know, even, a regular unit. Like even at the point unit. that... Uh, even at the point that they're finding the mines, finding tons of artwork uh-huh. and everything, 
you still don't need them so no. much. No. You don't. Once you find a giant cave right. full of crap, blow the whistle. Bring all you do in. is go. Here's the crap. Here and you don't need anyone yeah. to tell you anymore. Yeah. What you need them mm-hmm. for is exactly like that scene where. They need to find the stuff that's like hiding in plain sight. Yeah, you can't that, just send a couple of soldiers into this guy's farmhouse yeah, they and they just go, "Well, it's paintings." That's a great point because what it would have—I mean, the movie is almost two hours long, and for a long movie, they stumble a lot. But a scene just where like a regular unit had checked it. And right, the regular right. soldiers leave, and then these two guys right. just show up. And two then, old guys show up, and, then it's and they like, figure it out. That would have been perfect. Yeah, and then it's like, without them, what you would have to have is just taking all the art from everyone. Right. Because they wouldn't know the difference. They would go, well, it's a painting, and I don't know, so we're taking them all. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that scene gives you a purpose for them being there. But everything else that happens, you don't, it doesn't need to be them, really. Right, and right. It kind of, you know, it needs to be them because there are certain scenes where George Clooney's looking at a map going, mm-hmm. where do we look? What got taken where? Right. Where might they take it and all this stuff? But really all you need is George Clooney and maybe two other guys, like you said, in charge of some unit yeah. where they're just telling people right. what to do and where to go right. and why to do it and everything. And it just that was so lacking for me yeah. it was so much like all the other stuff that you're trying to get there's lots of things that happen in the middle which some of them are, are just ultimately downright goofy like right. uh, when John Goodman and uh, and the Frenchman right John <laughs> Jean-Claude there um, I'm not the, actually saying like an the artist guy right Claude, yeah um when they're in the Jeep and all of a sudden he just goes, hey, stop, look, a horse. Right. 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 That's a horrible scene. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that scene at all because, it, and then, oh, lo and behold, they're in the middle of like a firefight. Right. But all they had to do was not stop and, right. and not happen upon the horse that they're looking right. at and they would have been fine. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different scenes in there. And I actually, the Bill Murray and Bob Balaban one, I actually liked when they find the German guy That's awesome. with the rifle. Yeah. I thought that was a great scene. But what we're getting is show a bunch of scenes about how it's not going to go so well for these old right. pe- old guys to be involved. Or even the Frenchman's not old. He's just no. not a soldier. Right, right. yeah. And uh, and is really cool that the uh, German-speaking driver gets his moments to shine yeah. and and show his usefulness. But we want to have all these moments in here where it's especially awesome mm-hmm. that these guys went and did what they did because they're not prepared for it. And and look how cool that is that. They put themselves in this position in right. order to save all this art, right. except that you didn't convince me they needed to go, and that just—that's kind of the important. counter of those things. Right. Just did not work right. out for me. And who knows how it happened in the book, and who knows how it really happened? Yeah, maybe this is a lot like how it really happened, or whatever. I don't right. know. But if this is how it really happened, yeah, in the movie, convince me that you needed them to be there that's because a, if. Yeah. You would think you need them, mm-hmm. right? When George Clooney's putting this show pony together yeah. to sell to FDR or whatever, right. you would think that you need them. Yeah. And so you would get them, and you would go over there, and right. then you would go, well, I guess we didn't really 
need you, which right. it seemed like we did. Right. But but then when you make the movie of it, need them. Yeah. <laughs> right. And show it. And yeah, that that's a big point. You know, and it's it's funny too because there were a lot of fun scenes, and it's it's interesting when we sit down because we don't talk again. Just telling maybe new listeners or reminding people who don't know. There are times when we talk about a film, but we don't, you know, wholly share everything until we really sit down to do right. a show. We could easily sit down today and talk about all the greatest scenes, and then at the end be like, "Oh, it's only six and a half," you know. And instead, I feel like we're we're and it, out and a ton it does of negatives, have those and things still talking thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like when you brought up the the German driver, who they run into, you know, they don't bring this guy; they meet this this guy there, and one of a great scene. Is is when he just like Clooney has him hang back to listen to captured German soldiers talking, right? And they don't know he can he can speak German fluently, and he tells them, and it's it's a great moment. And it just reminds me that pretty much throughout the whole film, every single actor gets that scene. They all get a <laughs> right, scene right. that is worth it. John Goodman takes a couple, and and it, it makes me feel like for a two-hour film with this kind of story and this kind of crew, and you've got somebody who in George Clooney, who co-wrote it and is directing it, like, he wants to make this kind of film. This should be an out-of-the-park hit. Right. And instead, you have these segmented things that, again, don't have any cohesion, and it just, it's a little surprising, especially for things like Bill Murray. He was underutilized. Anybody could have been Bill Murray. But Bill Murray is in it because he's Bill Murray, and he's fun to watch. But he's not the Bill he's, Murray that he's you expect got a, to get. He's got he's a bunch not. of edited out scenes. He must. I mean, I mean, but he doesn't. He doesn't play the the goofy, you know, Peter Venkman. I'm the anti-hero guy. He's right. he's right there. He's, he's a real he's, sensitive. He's pretty logical straight. guy. Yeah. But anybody could have been him. And I didn't yeah. feel like like what you were saying that I was proved. You know that it had been proven to me for the story that it had to be him. Right. Like, no. Really, it's just Clooney, like you say, tells the president we have to protect this stuff. And later he gives like this encapsulating like summary of why they're there over the radio they've just fixed. But it always was kind of weird that he did it. Like they're right next door to him. Right. Like why didn't he just go over? But he it's just done. wants to use. He the, wants to use the radio voice. Yeah. You know. Little yeah, things and, like and that you know, just are so strange. But it, it, that's it, it's, that's a special. Uh, Bill Murray uh, himself and his character yeah. were like especially kind of sticking points for me too because. Yeah. He was underutilized, and yet when we do have him, he's still awesome. He even he's with what he, even the little he's Bill Murray, using, yeah, right. even the little bit he's doing, he owns all of it. Yeah, he's it, at every it, moment he's in, he is he is right there, yeah. like stealing it away from you. Yeah, and we didn't get more of him, but also he, you know, he's the main guy for me. Of why the hell is he there? Yeah. I mean, I can see when we've got like you know, an art professor or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, John Goodman's just a sculptor. Yeah. I mean, as far as we're told. Right. I don't, I don't know what he is, uh, really, right, really. But, but that's all, what we're... All we know to. is that he's a sculptor and, you know, clearly he's going to know lots of stuff about art and everything yeah. fine. But Bill Murray's an architect. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, we're not taking any buildings anywhere right. or, I mean... And whatever the buildings are that we want to make sure don't get demolished, I mean, who among the other people doesn't know which one those are? Right. I mean, right. we don't need a... I don't understand why he had to be there yeah. or what the theory is. And the movie 
didn't care if I knew no. and didn't care if I cared. It just, said, it, it just said, look, this, this is it and coming. deal with it. Yeah. You know, and, and we have to have uh, this many guys because we need one of these and one of these and one of these, like we're, you know, putting together our superhero squad right, for some particular reason. Like yeah. we have to have a safe cracker and we have to have a driver and all this stuff. Yeah. But, but they don't make any sense out of it. Too. Right. They don't tell right. you why that right. means anything. And once they get to Germany, it clearly doesn't mean anything. No, because they... We send these two to this place. Why? Just because. I mean, just because yeah, I see. need to pick two guys to send here. <clears throat> yeah. Not because you're the two guys right. who need to be there for some reason. Not because there's a lot of architecture. And, and, and the other and guy yeah. wants to go to a certain place to save the one statue just because right. he likes it. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and it doesn't... Yeah. Not because he's some super art world guy, but because he's got like some personal tie to this yeah. thing. That yeah. But I mean, it was just once they got there and they're divvying out the roles, it's like, well, we need to look here and we need to look here and we need to look here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could have pulled straws. Right. Didn't, right. It, nobody went anywhere for any particular reason, except Matt Damon, who mm-hmm. who is specifically tasked right. for some reason right. because he knows a French guy, and therefore he should be the one yeah. to go try and turn Kate Blanchett right. or whatever. As a is. hostile witness. Right. <laughs> Which, and again, and, and one of the funnier moments, you know, it, it's not hilarious, but one of the funny things that they keep getting a lot of mileage of is Matt Damon trying to speak French. And right. it's right. horrible. And, you know, that, that was like, actually a cool part. That was funny. It was, it was like, a good time. Yeah, go on. It was, uh, there's, there's a moment where he learns French, and uh, he, he's learned French, and he is trying to engage with everybody that he meets, and everybody that he encounters, they beg him, like, please stop. It's basically like he gets <laughs> right, out, and they show you the trans, and you get the translation, and they're like, do you speak English? And he's like, yeah, of course, that's good. Please stop the French. And because we're in northern New England, and we're really close to Montreal, the right. audience, the right. biggest laugh that this movie got was when they said, where did you learn French? And he's like, Montreal. I know, and Montreal. When you the, know, and when that when happened, that, happened, that exploded in it, our theater. It was, it was actually funny because when that happened, I really kind of took note of that because I'm thinking, does that sell as well no, anywhere else? No, that Because sells, no one else gets it. Right, unless, that, that sells in northern New England, I think, only. Right. You know, unless, maybe, maybe Chicago, unless uh, maybe you're Illinois. familiar with... Right. Montreal right. and uh, that was very it's very and fun, French people right. and knowing that French people I mean I guess if you know enough about French people I don't know I maybe know, but I it, I feel like you've got to have the geographic tie to Montreal yeah, right and we have to have so. that have come up and everyone here had those and the French people that was a roar of laughter in our it, theater. It was. You know, one of the things. Okay, so I've been bashing a bit about this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something that was important that they nailed and they nailed it right. It, it just it's too bad they didn't nail all the other things right. When the time comes, Clooney knows when to push the emotional button and hit. Like I'm not. I didn't say I didn't get teary eyed or anything, but there are a couple instances. Uh, like when, to to illustrate the mission that they're on, that they that, that there's uh, importance for, they actually don't get to all the art, and right. it shows the it shows the Nazis burning with huge flame torches, right. a mine full of it. 
They eventually get there, and Balaban's character comes over and he sees a frame that says Picasso, and it's burnt. And he shows it to all the other guys, and he's like, you know, there's a remorse there. It's like, guys, we we lost to Picasso. We don't even know which one it was, but it's gone forever. Right. And you understand the impact to this group, this this unit, because they are art lovers. Um, later on, when they open up a keg and they're rummaging through, like, what is all this stuff inside? And it's gold fillings. It's gold right. teeth. It's people. It's pieces of people. Those stand out easily for the moments when he knew what to do and to do it well. And again, that just winds up more a little bit frustrating because he had all the components. Why didn't he do that right. stuff more later? But when that time comes, I felt like at least he got those right because they're very subtle, but they're very impactful. Right. And the closer he we get to the end, the more that's what we're doing. And that's that's why I sort of felt like, you know, he knew where he wanted to get to. Yeah. And so all those parts that come up at the end... Yeah. He knew what he was doing, and the movie clearly feels like it knows exactly what it's trying to do with that part. And then it goes, well, how do we get there? I don't know. Make some kind of humorous yeah. things. And then, and you know, jumping back and forth with the guys. And it's almost like it kind of feels now like what happened is they said, you know, what we do is, you know, we take Bill Murray and John Goodman and put them on a little adventure where they get to do something, and that'll work just because that'll work. Right. And we don't have to, you know, try that hard or whatever. It's just Bill Murray will be there and people will like it and something will happen, which actually is is an awesome scene. Yeah, it kind of worked the way they wanted it. But it just doesn't really bring you along as much as it should have especially because you know the the trouble with trying out this like weird vignette theory Mm -hmm. of how to get to the end of the movie is that you know sure one's awesome but then the next couple ones are not really that great and and when you don't have you know part of the problem with this movie for me was uh, when we got the Matt Damon part you know I don't know, Kate Blanchett's character did not absolutely work out too much for me. And I think it's just because we don't have a specific road laid out that we're getting to the end, Mm -hmm. we just have kind of like a bullet point list of what's going to happen. You know, okay, so she's not going to trust him at first. Right. And uh, she's not going to want to give him any more information than anyone else because she thinks he'll just steal it. And and then uh, she will. Right. And we've and we've got those bullets, and yeah. it's like now make that convincing yeah. right. that we got through all of those points, and yeah. and that just doesn't work, and it really didn't work for me. It didn't work for me that she didn't trust him as much as she didn't trust him. It didn't work for me that she didn't want to be involved with saving the art when, I mean, you got a fairly decent story of right. returning mm-hmm. the art. And then, if that's what she's going to do, and I have to watch her do that, then I didn't believe her wanting to give it to him at the end. All of a sudden, she just goes, well, we had dinner, and uh, right. here right. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then it, and then it was all too easy. And then she's got a whole book that... And that feels like something that's got to be the true story, that she really had that book. Yeah. That's got to that, be, like, from the book. Yeah. But then that just seemed odd, too. Right. And it was like, even if that's real... 
sell me on it being real right. earlier than all and, of a sudden the book shows up. Yeah. You know? And all those things, everything for the most part in the film is stuff that I feel like I saw in another film already, a, a series of films. Right. There are no real surprises in this film, r- really anyway. Um, I had forgotten until the film. I knew, I, I mean, I'm not an art historian, but I remember a bit about the story of when um, uh, the Russians, and basically the story in the movie follows this. The Russians um, step in once Germany gives up. And everyone's, a, everyone's on a fast-paced hustle, you know, at the end of the film, because they understand, after intercepting um, Hitler's specific order, that if I lose my life or we lose the war, burn everything, right. destroy it all. Now everybody's like, well, we can't even dig at him. You know, no one can take a shot at him. And there's a funny right. joke where the guy says, I never thought I would say this, but I hope no one shoots him. Right. You know, sh- shoots Hitler. And now that the Germans are retreating, the Russians are coming in and taking everything because they feel it's their due. They paid a lot for it, and right. they're going to take what they want. And now there's this real crazy race to get to everything. And and certainly that stuff helps, like her book. And, and especially but, once once they kind of find out that they're like these stockpiles. Right. Then it's like everyone... Oh, man, it's on now. Right. Like we've got to get there. And And it does have a couple of subtle surprises, like... They realize one of the mines that they get to, which has clearly been um, exploded, isn't really what it seems, and they figure out right. why. And that's kind of a neat thing, but it's not like a big revolutionary moment. But right. it just it didn't feel like there was anything really there that was not in other movies. Like what you said, the, the one secretary or the art curator who has everything secretly that the Germans have been doing for years in a book. Right. And this is going to save everybody. You know, I mean, like... And she's got pictures of them. Everything, right? She's like written yeah, everything. She's got, like, uh, <laughs> here's this guy and Goering when he came to right. inspect things, and I just, I got him to pose for a picture. I don't know. Yeah, right, <laughs> I don't yeah, know right. what's I happened. Don't know how he was in that. It's but. not like she just had her iPhone, right? But yeah. She just happens to have pictures and this whole notebook and the thing. And that would be okay if earlier on we, like, maybe at least saw her take a notes book or right. something. Right. But just all of a sudden she goes, hey, way, look at you this. You might need this. Yeah. And, you know, even the part, like, speaking of the Russians, like, you know, there were even some parts where there's this one scene where clearly George Clooney wanted to have this scene. Because I don't think that the scene... It doesn't feel like something where just as like a natural course of writing a screenplay, that scene even exists. But George Clooney just wanted to have this scene where he's sticking it to some knot. Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, and so I'm gonna, right? right. And and we have some guy. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, as much as, you know, every Russian has to be an asshole. Right. You know, the... The Russian guy who's going to get the art, you know, he doesn't even do anything, except he just really seems like a jerk. Yeah. He doesn't even do anything he to make him seem like yeah. a jerk, right? Yeah. It's just that he's got, like, you know, uh-huh. he's got to have these weird stares and, yeah. like, oh, I'm right, you know, whatever. And, like, you know, we're trying to sell now that they were, the, the Russians were coming to re-rape the <laughs> continent yeah. and, yeah. and take mm-hmm. everything. And you know, I don't. Maybe they were. Who knows? But still, it's kind of a weird thing to do in the movie. Like yeah. he could just be a guy under orders to go where he's supposed to go and do what he's supposed yeah. to do. 
And he could just go, ah, okay, well, this is what we're doing, and the right. war is over, hooray, so yeah. now we go here. And he could just kind of be like a regular guy. But no, he has no. to like be twirling his mustache yeah. and yeah. giving you evil grins. He, does, he does everything but punch babies and take their candy. <laughs> right. Like, he literally and does. He doesn't do he doesn't anything. Do a thing. He All just, he does he is like bark out. at people. Right. He walks his, and drives. Right. Yeah. His, his people under him, he yeah. like, looks at like he's right. going to whip them or something. Yeah. I don't know. And but we just have to make him so evilly, and mm-hmm. it's just odd. And then that scene with the uh, with the German that George Clooney's talking to, yeah. and and basically, you know, given this anti threat to him, where he's right. like, "I will threaten you by not threatening right. you at all," and then I'm never thinking again, right? Yeah, and then you will tell me everything right. I want to know, and yeah. it will be psychological warfare right. on you and everything. He like totally that. did want that. And scene, then it's tell. like, yeah, and then it's like, you know, the German has to has to say something, you know, he, that particular German that we get, he has to be the guy that, uh, you know, was just on board like nobody's business. Right. 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 Like, you know, I'm sorry, but that's not how the actual history books play out on, yeah. you know, that you could just pick a German at random, and they, right. if they could have the power right now, they would kill all the Jews, too. And, I mean, that's the guy he has to get, because he wants to have this scene, because right. he wants to tell this guy that in yeah. a movie. And yeah. uh, that didn't work so well for me. Right. Even though that's in the end part that I liked. And the saving grace of that was that it at least didn't go on that long. It, it knew how long it had to be. Right. You know, that was one thing. And George Clooney just was, you know, he didn't even need to be in that room doing it. He could have just been kind yeah. of, you know, looking out over the German landscape, kind of shaking his fist in general at the fact that there were yeah. ever Nazis or something. It was just a weird moment. There, it, there's a weird time, too, where it's unfortunate, because for all the hard work that he's done with the film and with getting everybody there and all the effort that everyone has done to get to that point, right before it really picks up near the end, I feel like he lost the audience, like, or at least I know he lost me. Yeah. Like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't looking at my watch. I wasn't waiting to get out of there. But I was really disengaged. I was still watching it to be like, I want to see more of what John Goodman does, or give Bill Murray another scene, or you know. And there's, and there's a there's a weird thing where in between what they're supposed to be doing, like when Jean Claude and Goodman get pinned down by a sniper. And that's kind of comedic, and they're trying to figure out, like, well, we went through basic, but we don't know what to do. Like, what are you right. going to do? Like, in the end result of who was trying to shoot at them, like, those little moments are all fun. And I feel like when I'm watching the film, what I'm really seeing is, like, a book with chapters that are as cut as the little vignettes in the film. Right. Like, I wonder if it really... I'm curious about the story anyway... But I wonder if it really wasn't maybe too true an adaptation. I, I, I mean, I'm just guessing because I'm trying to find out right. why they would do it. Because Clooney seems, and he certainly has proven, that he's much more smart as a filmmaker than what this decision provided. But maybe it was just a bad decision. Right. Maybe he thought it was really working, and he went with it. But. And you know what was kind of weird about this movie, too? And I think that it's because, uh, you know, maybe this movie needed, like, an art historian to come in and yeah. be able to explain the story better than George Clooney thought he could, or somebody or something. Yeah. But you know what was what was kind of weird? There was, like we said, there was this kind of a long time that the movie was kind of losing me too. I just was 
you know, I was kind of sitting there going, well, I'll play along with this. Right. This is not being very interesting at me. Right. 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 And like I said, when, when we walked out, I said, I don't even know how long that movie is, but I feel it felt 20 minutes longer than it was, however long it was. Right. And it did. It just felt, it just felt like by the time it was over, I was kind of like, man, really? Yeah. Because it needed to be reined in, in in a lot of ways. And because it didn't really hold my interest in kind of interesting parts where we're starting to go around and look for all this art, you know, the bizarrely, the thing that stuck out to me about it was there were parts where, uh, like, they find a huge truckload of art. Right. And all in boxes. And, like, it's that part where uh, the Germans get overheard yeah. by by the German driver who's with the Americans. Yeah. And and all they know is we found this giant uh, truck that they were trying to go wherever, and yeah. it was like crate after crate after crate of jillions of paintings, right? Yeah. And they don't know what they are, right? And they make a point of saying Hitler knows what he's doing, too, because those are all priceless works of art, right? Right. It's not like he's just grabbing everything, right. and these are just a bunch of things. But you've got all these soldiers who are going, I don't know, it's a bunch of paintings, right? And they all look good to me, right? But are but are, but they, are they good? Are yeah. they art? And you mm-hmm. know, you kind of put that together with with uh, the scene with Bill Murray where they go in the house, and he's like, "Oh, we just have a bunch of art." And then I start thinking, man, why is that the awesome art? I mean, right. if you need these special people to tell you that that's the good art, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, somehow this movie is telling me like the opposite story that it wants to tell yeah. me, yeah. and what it, and what somehow I'm getting out of the weird things that it's doing is that maybe it's kind of not that important to save all of these paintings that are indistinguishable right. by almost everyone, everyone yeah. from anything else. I don't know. It was so weird. And then now the movie starts doing that to me and I'm going, wow, it's really, yeah, it's really it's going really off the rails at parts because it's not even something I think. It's right. just that all of a sudden the movie is going, here's a truckload of, you know, thousands of right. paintings. Right. Now, are some of them worth anything? I don't know. You've got all these soldiers going, it's just a bunch of paintings. Yeah. Uh, they're all the same to me. Yeah. And then finally somebody comes in and says, oh, no, that's the good one. That's not the good one. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it was weird. Right, right. It, um, another scene that was kind of weird for me that I thought, what they're trying to do is they're trying to do a Band of Brothers thing. But when Matt Damon calls for everybody because he's in a, in a mine shaft and he's still on a live landmine. Right. And there's 10 minutes of how to get him out of there, whether or not, you know, and Bill Murray has a moment where, again, as an architect, he just says, look, two things are going to happen. Either that's a dud and you're going to walk right off it or it's alive and this is going to be a little more complicated, you know, and then when they get to this whole thing. And that's why they needed the architect. Right, because he, right. he, he can identify the, right. Well, and, and it's interesting thing, because they whatever. build this like contraption where he can stand on it. And they're laying bricks on it. And they're trying to guess his weight, all this stuff. And really, all that scene serves is to show that they are a brotherhood. That they, you know, he says, "Guys, right. I'll meet you outside," and they all refuse to leave him alone. Like they're going to watch him die, right. or they're going to watch him walk away. And it, 
in theory, I like it, and I bet it really happened. I bet that's a great scene in the book that somebody, whether it was Clooney or whether it was his co-writer, took a highlighter and marked the hell out of that page. They're like, we need right. this. This is going to be amazing. And it doesn't work. And yet, maybe it's not. It doesn't. Really, and maybe it isn't. Maybe it was one of these things. It's really strange, but it's one of these things where, again, the tone... And I started to wonder, when we left and after you, know, after you drove off and I was driving home Friday night... I got to thinking about maybe this was one of the reasons the film got delayed, you know, because they Clooney says it was special effects that weren't done, and there are probably some effects that really right. needed to be done, because you're not going to be able to replicate World War II very simply. Um, but I wonder if it wasn't just the edits. I wonder if it wasn't the tone. Like I wonder if this to, was a monster of a film. Figure out how to what we're keeping together, and how we're putting it together. Yeah. Because maybe in a way, and and I'm probably doing a bigger. I mean, we're getting close to the end, so I'm not gonna yeah. go really off on this tangent. But maybe in a way, it's supposed to be I'm giving it a lot of credit, uh, like a Picasso piece. Like you look at it and you're like, there are all these weird shapes and things. When you step back from it, all the weird shapes are cohesive. They show something. I'm going to put that out for you <laughs> as an argument yeah. that maybe... We'll, we'll put that out yeah, for no, uh, the listeners. It. Somebody I uh, no, I, can't even, I couldn't even say it without a break in my you, face. You know, the, big smile. But the thing for me, too, is that uh, that Matt Damon scene with the landmine. Yeah. Um, you know, I hated that scene, except that somehow I kind of liked it. And it was me a too. really weird thing, because... It was we were into the part of the movie where the movie was getting me back yep. really seriously. Yep. So I was a lot more invested in the movie all of a sudden. And you know, that stands out to me as one of those things that you see all the time in the movies where you do something, have some scene in a movie for a particular reason, mm-hmm. for some emotion you're trying to show or you're yeah. trying to show whatever. Yeah. And just the fact that you did it, you actually get, like, the opposite result, right. you know? And right. and that was, like, whatever they're trying to tell you about this whole mm-hmm. brotherhood, it was such a goofy thing. Yeah. You know, I swear to God, if anyone ever steps on a landmine again in a movie, I mean, right. you know, it's we've seen a billion yeah. times yeah. that somebody is standing there on a landmine and what do we do to get them off right. and now they're you know rethinking their existence yep. and oh my god I could die and yeah. and all that stuff and it was like you know the theory of that might work but it doesn't work anymore right. even if it really happened even right. if it was really in the even book right? it, it yeah. doesn't do what you think it yeah. does anymore I mean you know how many war movies I mean Mash, we had that in right. almost yeah, the all exact over, same yeah. scene, really. Well, it, and it's like what you're saying. Like I didn't like the scene, right? What he was trying to do, but I liked it. it. Kind of worked, and, and I liked it. I didn't like the setup. I didn't. I mean, I understand what it was trying to do. Again, like I said, the we're a brotherhood kind of thing. I only liked it when he said, like, basically, I'll see you guys outside. And Clooney's like, no, I, I think I'm staying right here. Right. And everybody says, like, without saying, please don't die. They say, like, a, we're not going anywhere, buddy. That kind of thing. That was the emotional hook for me. But, man, I had to go and, through and a fair it, amount to get it. And it worked pretty well, except yeah. I still don't like the way, you know, that scene for me, if we would have had, like, all these geniuses and engineers and everything like that, mm-hmm. and a giant cave full of anything you might want right. in the right. universe, yeah. right? If they would have had that same scene, except they would have, you know, you would have got, like, John Goodman and Bill Murray to come back, and they would have said, oh, okay, hold on. 
and they would have said, okay, right. now they take their bricks and they do whatever, and they've got right. pulleys and things yeah. going yeah. everywhere, and they go, okay, now you're, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just step off. And, and, he, step, and he steps off, and nothing no, happens. Right. And they go, you that know, work. if you give me five geniuses and all the time I want, right, I can, I can get around a yeah. uh, landmine. Then that would yeah. have been cool. Yeah. Well, except even, you can't have the emotional. You, there are two scenes that do what it's trying to do. It's this scene, and then uh, Jean Claude. After you talk about when they pull over because they see the horse, you know, he gets shot and he dies in Goodman's arms. Right. When the army shows up. To, to eventually help, the look on Goodman's face tells you everything you need to know. Right. Like, and we could have made everything else a lot shorter. Everything. Because and it's already done. Had that. Right. It's already done. But those guys, but that only works for Goodman and Jean-Claude. Like, you've got Clooney, Murray, Damon, you know, Balvin. These guys got to have that moment, too. So, right. whatever. And, but, you know, I mean, we didn't really talk a lot about uh, the scene. And, like you said, we're getting close on time. But yeah. we've mentioned repeatedly that scene with Bill Murray and uh, Bob Balvin. I almost don't want to give it away because I, I love it. I, I kind of do too, but they uh, they stumble it basically into uh, Nazi. And I can't remember exactly when this happens. If it, It's like just before the war is over, really. It is, yeah. Just before officially the war is over. But the war is long over, oh, yeah. way yeah. before it's officially over. Right. And not only that, but they're in a place where the war is, the war is right. long over, and yeah. and this Nazi is lost, right? right? Whatever it is that happened, you know, he's yeah. he's trying to get out. He probably just took off right at some point when right. it, you know, who knows? But anyway, they run into each other, and man, that scene is so cool. I don't. I'm definitely not. You do what you want. I'm not going to give away the end of that scene. But when Balaban like. There's a there's a suspicion there that what they've got is um, Stahl, this guy that is mean and angry and the baddest of the bad that Kate Blanchett works for in the beginning, right. and he nails it by saying something to his kids that is hilariously funny, you know, and that scene right, just right. already great, just is all perfect right. right in that moment. But you know, look, we've said we got two minutes left. This will be the last thing I say. We've said a lot of things that sound pretty negative about it, though we peppered in a lot of good stuff. I still think it's worth going to see. If I do. Wanna, I do too. You know, I don't think it's going to be like a Twelve Years a Slave or an American Hustle kind of experience. But if you want to go see a film that isn't Lego, or you know, whatever right. else is out there right now that's kind of mindless, like this is not a bad time. It just feels like it would have better been served. As a two-night History Channel movie, right? Versus it, it just could have it just could have been a lot better, yeah. and but it's still uh, a good. I, I think what it is, and even though you know we both give it six and a half, that is not exactly our recommendation. Maybe right. I think right. what it is really is that if you watch the trailers for this movie mm-hmm. and you go, eh, I want to go see that," right, then you should go see it, right. And the only problem is, it's not going to be as good as you think it is. Right. It's not going to be right. It's not going to be quite the effective, yeah. you know, kind of historical thing that you might hope it's going to be. Anyway, it's got it's got a lot of problems for me. Anyway, yeah. it, it had a lot of times where I just was like, ah. And there's so much of it that could have been a better. lot better. Yeah. But still, I mean, you're not going to. I don't think anyway. Unless you leave in the early parts when I wasn't right. like you, you go forget it, yeah, <laughs> and you just take right. off. Yeah, stay around for you'll the rest of it. it. But yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna go. Oh, right. I hated that. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. And even just if you can, you know, kind of, I don't know, just 
don't expect too much. You be know? entertained for yeah. a night or something. It right. was it was not bad. Yeah. It's just that man, it could have so easily been eight or nine. Yeah, I agree. And and that's wasn't so irritating. All right. We won't go over this week, and, uh, you know, I don't even know what we're going to do next week because Robocop. I get them mixed up. It's RoboCop yeah, next it's week. Robocop. What's the next week, too? There's something yeah. the next week. Anyway, uh, yeah, RoboCop, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, thanks for sticking with us yeah. uh, during our <laughs> thanks. our strange, whatever, technical problems we're having. Please, please, please share, like, subscribe, and uh, all those other things, and get your friends and neighbors and, I don't know, enemy get them all. <laughs> to tune in as well. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.